unofficial makes you feel better. <laughs> That's the name <laughs> of this episode right there. I had to think about that. Here we go. Welcome to the unofficial Tuesday tips episode being recorded at 10 p.m. Eastern time on a Wednesday night. Hell yeah. <laughs> Should have pressed uh, record about 30 minutes ago. Uh, so welcome, everybody. Welcome, all listeners. You're 30 minutes late to the conversation. Sorry about that. That's on me. We were just sitting here bullshitting. Me and Perry. What's going on, Perry? Not much, man. Glad we uh, actually thought to press record this time. <laughs> yeah, dude, me too. We do this too often without... That's right. <laughs> Kayla Bell joining us from from the central part of the United States in Colorado. What's up, man? Oh, uh, you know, just laughing at you guys. The usual, nothing super exciting. <laughs> Wondering how many tips episodes we've talked about in the past 35 minutes without actually having anything recorded. It's uh, kind of the name of the game when it comes to me. Like, uh, you know, we were talking about filming, self-filming hunts, and I, I jokingly said, you know, I need you to come on one of these hunts next time you're with me because when it comes game time, the first thing I forget to do, I, I leave my my phone or I forget to press record on the GoPro or, you know, the last thing I'm going to focus on is setting up the tripod and uh, getting the phone's cup set up or whatever. And uh, sometimes you need an extra person there with a little bit of experience like you have, Caleb. Uh, I mean, you could use the word experience. I'm going to use the word unofficial experience. Maybe unofficially <laughs> experienced, I think, is a, to quote you on that. There you go. But yeah, it's it's one of those things. If you've got the right camera gear, it doesn't take a lot of effort to get decent at filming, um, especially with all the resources that are out there. Uh, luckily for me, you know, I've got Brent. Brent's been filming for a while, and he's kind of taken me under his wing and really shown me the ins and outs of cameras and what it is I'm looking for and to pay attention to. But your biggest resource is YouTube. At the end of the day, there is a video with some little Asian guy or some foreign person talking about exactly what you need to know. You might not be able to understand it, but man, they dive into all of it. Uh, but YouTube is my biggest resource. I love it. Absolutely love it. And uh, you're laughing at me right now, Perry, but I'm serious. I have yet to see like a, a hunter giving tips on how to use a camera. It's always the guy from Sony. <laughs> Dude, my and, boss built a house. Well, I shouldn't say built. He literally gutted and renovated an entire house and did the vast majority of it from watching YouTube videos. I mean, there's a fucking YouTube video for everything. So you're 100%. 100% right. Dude, I learned how to coach cross country via YouTube, and I learned how to produce a podcast via YouTube. And both of those make income for me. So yeah. <laughs> shout out to YouTube. <laughs> did you did you actually uh, watch how to be a social studies teacher on YouTube too? Is that where that came from? <laughs> no, nah, man, you just go in there and talk about what you want to talk about and they have to sit there and be quiet. So uh, that's easy enough. On today's that's lesson, easy. kids, Zimbabwe is actually in Ireland. <laughs> Ireland. They don't question it. They don't question it. <laughs> but uh, I think one of the biggest things, you know, we're talking about camera gear a little bit here. Um, for me, it is having a camera that's got preset settings. Uh, so like I run a Sony a7 III it's a little bit more on the high end of cameras when it comes to the world, but there's a couple recall buttons in it. So I can have a, a general setup for slow-mo and normal, right? So I can have slow-mo, which would be a, a very high rate frames per second and a very high filming rate, if you will. So that way I can automatically turn my camera from one setting to the next based on the setup that I have. Uh, one thing I've learned recently, if for those guys out there looking for a tip that are just getting into it, um, set your, set your camera up with a slow-mo setting and run it in that majority of the time, because you can always speed the frames up in your post editing. 
it's a lot harder to slow down a normal foot a normal excuse me a lot harder to slow down normal footage so if you film it in slow-mo you always have more frames to deal with and more editing abilities um, that's a, a quick tip that i learned this week um, brent taught me that one it has been a game changer for me lately he does 90 percent of our editing so it's kind of fun getting to learn all that um, the other thing i'm going to give you a quick pro tip on for me because i'm a klutz and i lose things all the time <laughs> And uh, losing a camera is not something you ever want to do. For those of you guys that are archery hunters, even you guys that aren't archery hunters, there is reflective arrow wrap. I take a small square of that. I throw a couple pieces on my tripod. I throw a couple pieces on my camera. I throw a couple pieces on my gear, a couple pieces on my backpack. And I don't lose anything at night anymore. Because <laughs> it looks like an alien sitting off in the woods somewhere when I shine my flashlight on it. But it, it definitely helps me out. Luke, if you're listening to this, you should put one of those on your truck fob the next time we're antelope hunting in Colorado. <laughs> so you don't leave your truck fob in the middle of the fucking plains of Colorado. Also, from what I heard, Luke, you should probably bring more ammo. Mm. Um. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Uh, the trash talking serious tonight. I promise we haven't been drinking at all. None of us have, I don't think. <laughs> well, uh, I don't think they make enough reflective tape for all the bullshit I lose when I'm hunting. So, <laughs> Does that come by the roll? Is it like duct tape? Not quite. <laughs> no, those are really good tips, man. And uh, I think with, you know, self-filming is certainly on the rise and it's something everybody, uh, I won't say everybody's speaking absolutes, but a lot of hunters uh, really want to get into. Because at those pinnacle moments, everybody, like if I could relive that moment and re-see that mo moment, um, especially with the highs and, you know, even the lows, uh, you know, it's, it's why we all hunt. If, if you can relive that moment, I think it's, you know, there's nothing better than that. And so there's, a, there's just a lot of nuance that goes into the actual filming and, and you have to be intentional about your gear setup. And when it is game time, like I was talking about, being prepared um, to actually capture those moments. And it can be a, a bit daunting to know where to start. Well, and I think the, the biggest thing when it comes to that, right, if we're talking about people just getting into it and diving into it, there's a couple things that I would look at right out the gate. I would have a designated tripod for my camera setup, especially if I'm doing it all myself. That just helps with your stability. You can click record and you can get set up. Oh, shoot, Carter's dropping the... Dropping the Amazon package you got the other day there. Um, but at that point, you can click record, and then you can get yourself set up into position and still record everything that's going on, even though you're from forever away. Now, obviously, that's going to limit your ability to follow an animal or pan left or right because you're by yourself, so it's kind of different. Um, the only way you're going to be able to capture that is if you've got like a close-range, wide-angle view camera lens, which is going to limit your depth and distance. It would be better for close-up stuff or like archery hunting rather than, you know, rifle hunting a 300-yard shot. Um, but when you're paying attention to that stuff, I would suggest you have that, that designated tripod, and then everything you do for a week or two, take that camera with you. Set it up. Film yourself cooking in your house. Film yourself doing stuff around the yard. Film yourself shooting at the range. Film yourself in different light conditions. So you can just start to understand what your settings on your camera are and how they impact each one of your videos. So when you take a video, take a picture of what you've got your camera settings set up as, play the video back to yourself and look at, is this clear? Is it not clear? 
Where's my focus point? Where is the aperture at? What's in focus? What's not in focus? You know, cloud just blew over top and all of a sudden my lighting sucks. Or, you know, I've got my ISO set up too high so it's really grainy and I can't see right. But if you do all that stuff ahead of time and you literally film everything, by the time it comes down to it and you're ready to go hunting, you're just going to be that much more prepared. And you're going to have a better idea of what your end result of your film is going to be like. Yeah, that's a great tip. And, you know, I really like the idea of taking it with you everywhere you go. Um, I think that's a really good gear tip for anything. Um, you know, now's the right time to be, you know, <laughs> go outside and go set up your tent right now in the dark uh, and do that every night for like <laughs> a week, because inevitably that's when you're going to be setting up your tent when you're hunting. Um, and so getting familiar with your gear from a tripod and a recording stamp standpoint, especially when that's like really something you don't want to screw up because sometimes there is a timeline uh, when you have animals involved in the landscape and things that you want to capture from a, a videography point of view. So, um, you know, be smooth, be slow, take your time, and then you, you can be more efficient whenever it's game time. Well, that's the, the whole purpose of filming, right? Not necessarily just to, the only purpose of it, but it's to capture those moments that you want to relive. So when it comes down to it, you can't click rewind in life and shoot that elk again or shoot that deer again. It's there, it's done, it's dead, it's on the ground. You can't take that back. So if you really want to get the most out of your film and the most out of what you're trying to accomplish, practice ahead of time. We all practice shooting. We all practice hiking. We all lift. We all do this. We do that in preparation. Same thing goes into filming. Take the time up front and you'll be more rewarded with a better result in the end. Well, I like what you said too, Carter, about not just the highs. I mean, you're right. The reliving those moments. I mean, I've, I haven't done any self-filming. I've thought about it a hundred times. It's one of those things I go back and forth on whether or not I want to add, you know, that one additional layer to it all. But we've all had those moments of the lows where you're trying to replay, um, you know, that shot that went wrong or, you know, whatever happened in your mind. And inevitably you're not going to, you're not going to be able to recall it exactly as it happened. Because when you're in that moment, you got the adrenaline, you got the, all of the, all the different externalities of that situation. And we've all watched the hunting shows where they go back and they review the footage after the fact. And it actually, they're able to, you know, dial in on some little detail that then allows them to go recover that buck or whatever the situation may be. So having, having that system dialed, not only for the highs, obviously that's, that's critical, but then for those, you know, for those, for those lows as well could turn that low into a high. Yeah, that's a really good point. And my first real experience other than an iPhone and a tree stand, uh, self-filming was this past January in a blind, which was really helpful just from a, it gives you a little more forgiving kind of scenario um, from a movement and getting set up point of view from uh, animals busting you, which was really helpful. But I took my wife's, <laughs> my wife is in phot photography and I took her high speed camera out there, set it up on a tripod. And, uh, you know, we did get to go back. I thought I made a poor shot on a doe and we did get to go back and go frame by frame and then, you know, watch the whole scene play out. And I was like, oh, that was a phenomenal shot. And then, uh, any, anyways, it helped with the tracking and, and, and helped us recover this, uh, this deer. So that was really helpful, especially in the moment. 
Well, take that another step further, Perry, both and you and Carter both mentioned this too from a hunting standpoint, but when you start filming everything and you start really diving into what it is you're doing, uh, for those of you guys that are really technical in what you're doing, um, you know, you spend money on your gear, you spend money on your nicest bow, the, the best 6.5 Creedmoor or 6.5 PRC that you can buy. Your gear's great. It's dialed in. It's good to go. But we are the error at that point in time, right? We set everything up in hunting to where we, the person, are the only error that can be made. When you start filming everything and you're paying attention and you're practicing, you might realize in, the, in your draw cycle that you've got a bad hitch. You're not coming to your full draw length or you're not hitting your back wall when you should or you're raising your arm through creating unnecessary movement that you wouldn't notice normally. Uh, same thing when you're shooting your rifle. You might realize that you're not taking the breath or pausing between your shot and your uh, shoot between your heartbeats like you should be. So there's different aspects of this that can make you a better conservationist in the long run and a better shooter um, and a better outdoorsman. It's a great point, but you know, and we we were shit talking to Luke earlier, but he he gave me a, a very similar tip to that when I was first when I first got my bow, because I wasn't an experienced bow hunter. Um, I'd shot, you know, bows as a kid, um, some, but not, not enough to really know what I was doing. So I really didn't have, you know, that strong of a foundation. Um, and he was like, dude, when you're out there practicing, just have, you know, your wife film you take, you know, take pictures and, and take videos while you're actually out there shooting. And then you can start and you can play that back and, and start to dial in your mechanics. You can, you can see that anchor point. You can, you know, see that draw cycle, um, all these things. And then you can kind of use that to fine tune it because it's like you said, when you're, when you're in the moment, especially if you're learning something new or if you're in that, that high adrenaline, um, situation of actually holding on an animal and trying to execute a perfect shot, we all know that, you know, situations aren't perfect and, and having, having footage that you can go back to and, and make corrections is a great way to, to incorporate some self-improvement there from an editing point of view caleb what what kind of software or application do you use uh we use everything in adobe um is that rush premiere or? i believe it's premiere yeah uh it's a pretty simple platform to use i know a lot of other outdoor filming agencies use the same platform i'm just learning and diving into the editing side of it like I said, I'm very fortunate in the fact that Brent does a lot of that. So I got somebody who kind of mentors me and shows me and, and has kind of taught me what to do and is in the process of teaching me how to do things. Um, but yeah, Adobe works out great. I know a lot of higher end Macs, um, Apple products have great iMovie uh, and a couple other editing programs involved in those two that are pretty simplistic and easy to use. Um, one thing that Quinn and Brent with Incline have taught me this year going into every one of our films it's not just always about filming because you capture a lot of good things. Go into it with an idea of what it is you're trying to film. That'll really help you too. Um, it'll help you capture the moments you don't think about. It'll help you really focus on what the end result of your film might be for the more advanced film individuals out there. Um, B-roll is something you always need, which is just a lot of backup footage, right? Editing purposes. But if you have a rough idea of what you want your hunt to be and, and your end goal and your end result of how you want it to look, you'll end up focusing on getting that kind of footage, which will help you on the backside on your editing. Dude, I'm great at getting B-roll. Big B-roll guy. <laughs> look at these trees. Look at me hiking. <laughs> look at me cooking this hot dog. I'm great at that, man. This is a nice rock. That's right. <laughs> Big B-roll guy. <laughs> I love it. 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'd say, though, for the biggest tip of this, guys, is getting familiar with your gear. I'll just reiterate that point in there. If you really want to dive into filming in the backcountry, the place you need to learn isn't when you're sitting in a tree stand or isn't when you're 10 miles deep on an elk hunt. It's when you're sitting at your house. That's the time to learn. Makes sense. Yeah, it's a tip that keeps coming back, right? It's always going to bite every outdoorsman in the ass until it's one too many times, and then we get a handle on our gear and start trying to take it seriously in the off-season and when you're not in the backcountry. Well, yeah, this has all been great stuff, man. Uh, appreciate you know this, uh, this haphazard uh, videography self-filming uh, little session. We should have pressed record 30 minutes earlier. Probably could have got a full one out of this, but... Yeah, Caleb, you're the expert. And, you know, this is really something Perry and I really want to venture into. And I'm sure a lot of listeners do as well. Um, so, yeah, listen listen to Caleb's tips. Hit him up on uh, Instagram if you have any questions. Caleb, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me at CalebBell4. And then, as you guys already know, too, uh, I'm part of Incline Productions. We film and produce outdoor stuff and, and our own hunts. You can find us there at Incline Productions with a K. If you spell it any other way, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, and that's Brent and Quinn. Uh, Quinn started that organization. Brent's kind of the chief editor and filmer. So we, uh, we're putting out some good content through there. Heck yeah. Perry, you got any closing thoughts? No, it's good stuff, man. I, uh, like I said, it's something I've, I've gone back and forth on a hundred times, whether I want to get into it. I, I, I mean, it's, I, the appeal is absolutely there. I think there's so many different merits that, that we just hammered out, um, of why it can be such a, a valuable tool. And, um, like I said, it's, it's just absolutely exploded in popularity in recent years. There's a ton of, a ton of gear out there, a ton of options, regardless of, of what type of hunting you're doing, whether it's, you know, said it was for your bow or your rifle or, or what have you. So, um, it's cool to see, and it's, it's really allowed a lot of, you know, what, what we would call just your everyday average hunters to put some, we all have those amazing moments in the field and, and a lot of that stuff gets out there just from guys filming themselves. So it's pretty cool to see. I think that's a huge takeaway from it too. You know, a lot of people get caught up and I've got to have the best, this and the best that you don't have to have a $6,000 camera set up to capture these moments. Yes. Obviously the more money you spend and the more money you invest into it, the better quality of product you're going to have at the end of the day. But really, your main goal is to just capture those moments. You can capture those moments with a GoPro camera, with a Tacticam, which is a great product. Um, you can capture them with an iPhone if you know how to do it and do it right. There's there's all sorts of methods out there for everybody that's wanting to get into it. And uh, at the end of the day, just take the leap. Try it. Give it a whirl. Worst thing that happens is you end up with a video of you drinking way too much beer around a campfire with all your friends. <laughs> B-roll, baby. B-roll. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's all that's all phenomenal stuff, man. Really appreciate your expertise, Caleb. And Perry and I take everything to heart and hopefully transition that to our hunting seasons this uh this fall and hopefully the listeners do as well. But listeners, we appreciate the hell out of you guys and we'll talk to you guys next week.